0: Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Melissa. We're just two
1: behavior analysts owning and improving our imperfect behavior.
0: Welcome back to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. If this is your first time with us, we are behavior analysts working on our imperfect life with some behavior analytic skills. So, um, this is a big welcome back, I think, because it's been what, like two months, three months?
1: Something
0: like that. Life kind of. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think in one aspect, it was kind of like life just took over for a little bit and there were some things, you know, that happened to me personally where I needed to kind of take a sabbatical and take a step back, but also just with everything else that's been going on, it was kind of a nice break, I guess, you know. Um, not that I, I have incredibly missed us podcasting, but yeah, it was just... This whole process, I think this whole time since about mid-March has really been a good reflection of what I do to myself and what I do to my family. And I think it's been a good way to kind of sort through some dynamics that some work and some don't so yeah we thought this time would be just a good place to sit down and talk through some of the things that we've done through the quarantine and the transition back to life that worked some things that didn't work um some things that we're still trying to figure out i know my piece of the pie of the things that we're still trying to figure out is very large
1: (laughs) (laughs) mine's probably (laughs) larger
0: So yeah, let's talk about first like the things that we've tried that worked.
1: Well, one thing that since we brought the kids on that's been a struggle because we live in a small house is just making the space that we need. So I've continued to find ways to organize my house just to continue to make more space. So that's been really helpful. With that, I need my house to kind of stay organized and clean. So that's why I feel like if everything has a home that's assigned. Then people will figure out how to put those things back in their home. And my house will be clean. It works, I don't know, 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I was just getting really frustrated every day when I would come home or wake up and the house was just a train wreck and just set me off. And then in return, I'm getting mad at the kids and I'm frustrated. So one thing we started probably five or six weeks ago at this point was every day when we get home, all of us are spending 20 minutes or so, just tidying up our spaces. So that means the boys go to the room, they tidy up for 20 minutes. It usually doesn't even take that long now, because now that we do it every day, it's typically just the clothes they leave on the floor in the morning, organize a few things again, and then they're on to do their next thing. So then we have little Chores that they can do. Maybe it's just tidying up the bathroom really fast, making sure that it's ready for the evening, and they've cleaned up the mess from the day before, or taking the trash out, emptying the dishwasher. And so they rotate those. And one day I just came home, I told them this is how it's going to be. And we were consistent and we stuck with it. I think they complained about it maybe the first week, but then I think they started to realize oh, she's really only going to make us do it for 20 minutes. And the house is clean. And so now, like I said, we're going to like six weeks strong. And I've noticed that I'm so much happier. I don't have that anxiety when I'm waking up. I don't have that anxiety when I'm going to bed. We're getting the dishes put away at nighttime, which we've never been able to do. And the kids just know on our way home from whatever they're doing, they're like, hey, what do I need to go do? What's my assignment? I'm going to go do it, get it done. We're not fighting anymore. And then we can kind of just move on and then they go outside and play. So that's been such a bonus that we've been able to, like, kind of work out the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. which has been
0: great. Yeah. I love that, too, especially because it always makes me think in, like, behavior analysis, we're not always, well, really not ever kind of, like, directly changing the person. We're changing the environment, and then as a secondary consequence, the behavior changes. So, and I, I mean, I know I've said it before that, like, My environment plays a really big part too in how I feel. And if it's a mess, I feel a mess. But if it is tidy and orderly, I feel at least clear enough to think about what comes next. If there's a mess in front of me, it's staring me in the face and I need to address it before I can kind of move on. And I think that's been, you know, being kind of stuck in the house, first of all, and now navigating what school is going to look like and what work is going to look like. I mean, like we've had to make dramatic changes to the environment of just the inside of our house to kind of figure out how we're going to properly function through that. And so I think moving forward for like this transition into the new, you know, normal of life, it plays a big part. I also, I wanted to say, I like how you said it took a little while to kind of like get on the track. And I always think too about how if you had just tried it for a couple days and it you didn't kind of like push through that, it wouldn't have really come out on the other side. And so some like routines that we've done in our day, the working out and stuff like that, getting up consistently every day at the same time, it just becomes habit. And there was a day this week that I woke up like an hour later. And I felt all out of sorts, you know, even though I still kind of like went through like the same parts of my routine, like I woke up, worked out, had some coffee, things like that, got the kids up, but it was just a little bit shifted off of my normal schedule. And so the next day I was like, bing, adamant, like about getting up out of bed at the same time. So those kind of those pieces, I've been really happy, I guess, with the changes that we've made as a family unit going through this quarantine time. Something that I can say for sure did not work that I tried at the beginning was having this ridiculous, rigid schedule that shifted everybody like every 30 minutes into (laughs) like a new activity. Oh my gosh, it was so stupid. Like thinking back (laughs) about it now, like my expectations. Of not only like the kids and being able to kind of like focus and keep up with that but on myself you know because it left very little time for something like free and spontaneous you know what I mean because it was like nope nope gotta stick to the schedule so I guess for me yeah I just I really learned to kind of like relax off the expectations a little bit and one of the big things was I learned throughout this time to relax off the expectations of other people. I kind of realized that I would run myself ragged making sure that I kept up with everybody else's expectations and any everybody else's schedule and I've kind of appreciated that about this quarantine time because I think it was like good for self-care and self-preservation of kind of doing what I want to do for a little bit instead of, you know, just what everybody else was not, you know, necessarily expecting to do, but what would have pleased everybody else.
1: Right. I, um, I agree with that for sure. I feel we tend to, before COVID hit, like all of us, I think are so used to just filling every minute of time. So this has been a good reset for not us individually, but I, I hope the world too, mm-hmm. to really kind of look back and see what's really valuable. And I think a lot of people have been able to look at their family and see, wow, I've spent so much time with them, um, and good quality time. I've been hearing a lot of like reports about that. Um, I see it within my family. I've seen it with my friends' families and just how they've just spent quality times with their husbands or they're eating meals together. They have time to eat, like be healthy again. Um, And so I'm trying to to really keep that in mind as the world slowly starts to like reopen is how can I keep our family, like focus on the family and like really good quality time. And I think it's going to take a lot of like keeping those values in the forefront instead of, oh, we need to do baseball. We need to do this. We need to do that. And like. Stacking our schedules Mm -hmm. so full, which doesn't allow us to have that quality time. And I've also remembered someone saying, like, I have to go do these things, or I, you know, and it's like, you don't have to do these things. You don't have to be that busy. Like, you make those decisions, you say yes to those things, and you can also say yes to, no, my family needs to come first. So it's almost like, let's plan out that downtime first and if that's the value we want to take out of this schedule the downtime first and then fill in the baseball or the church not not church I think church is really valuable but (laughs) the baseball and the social hours or like whatever when really life opens back up again but I think if we shift what in keeping those things that we've learned out of COVID in the forefront instead of going back to our old ways I think would be really yeah awesome
0: I mean I think it's also been nice to kind of like reflect on how this experience has been so different for everybody you know i think you and i just by circumstance have had probably a very similar experience we have the same number of children our husbands do the same job practically we do the same job um so we've had almost an identical experience throughout this but you know i i think of like the people that lost their jobs or like got laid off, um, you know, and how their experience was very different than mine. You know, I was very fortunate through this and being able to do some, you know, working from home, not a lot, but at least it was something and we had um, some stuff to tide us over. And then, you know, kind of thinking about the people that had to still figure out like childcare and everything throughout all this. So I don't know. I kind of just hope that no matter what the experience was, something came out on the other side. Yeah, I
1: feel for like the essential workers and the those like the healthcare workers. I have so many friends that are nurses and they and doctors and they mm-hmm. did not get a break through this. And then that stress of having to risk their families' lives. And I kind of feel that with, you know, the teachers having to make these decisions, you know, it's just, there's so much added pressure Mm -hmm. with this going forward. Um, But I do hope that there was some (laughs) positivity for other people, but I know for, you know, it it wasn't the same for everyone.
0: So I guess moving forward now, still trying to figure out a lot of things. I think for me, probably one of the, the biggest things that I'm still trying to navigate and still trying to figure out, which is very non behavior analytic of me to say because it has no real definition, but just like that flexibility piece, you know? And I guess it would come down to if something unexpected comes my way, can I quickly and without problem behaviors <laughs> find a resolution? So, That is yeah. (laughs) That's been um really challenging but I, I think also like good to put into my life because it wasn't something that I dealt with very well in the past. Um So like I said, the school piece has been an adventure trying to figure out what that's going to look like moving forward. It feels like in our area every other day, somebody still that I know has either come in contact with somebody who had a positive test or had a positive test themselves. And so that's been, I think, interesting to kind of figure out. They definitely need a behavior analyst in charge of running state reopenings. Because I think that we could have avoided a large mess, but you know, we're not there yet with our fields. Hopefully, someday. That
1: would be, be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just such a complicated mess. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they positively reinforce people for wearing masks. <laughs> that
0: I know. That's a great
1: like, <sighs> way to think about it.
0: Right? That would be something interesting. Like, you go into the store and you're wearing a mask. You get a percentage off of your order. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I like that. I did hear statistics somewhere. somewhere. There's no validity to this, but what I saw was it was only like 55% are only wearing masks. And I was like, hmm. It's interesting because when I'm out in the world right now, I feel like 90% of people are wearing masks. Yeah. Mainly because there's someone stopping you at the door telling me to go back to your car. So I don't feel like I've, at least in our area, I don't feel like we're seeing a lot of that pushback, but I know in other areas, it's, it's definitely.
0: I mean, I feel like, I, I I, agree. 90% of the people out in public are wearing a mask. I would say, though, probably 60% of that 90 are wearing it correctly. Great. So when you break down the math... <laughs> I don't know and it's just like such conflicting opinions throughout this whole process. Right. That that's been another thing that I'm still navigating is how to keep my opinion to myself and not get worked up when, you know, somebody of an opposing opinion Right. You know, kind of voices what they think, but I don't know. <sighs> so we
1: kinda of talked about things that we were successful at. Kinda of wanted to talk about some other things that maybe didn't go so well, which I think you kinda of hit on a little bit. But in my house going forward, I need to be better about when I'm trying to create like a behavior plan for the family or a specific individual of the family. Um Not making my expectations too high. I tend to... And I do this with my clients too. I always jump to where I know that they can be and kind of set that expectation there. So we have a specific behavior in our family going on about just taking food when they're not supposed to. And it's just a hard thing. They're they're kids. They want the food. They like the junk food. They're home a lot more. So I know a lot of people are kind of probably struggling with the kids eating them out of their homes. So... I started a positive behavior plan. Um, I didn't start there even though I should have. But I set it for them to be able to not take food for the entire week. And that just at the end of the day was unreasonable. And I know that. But I want to jump ahead to make my life easier. Um, but in the return, it failed <laughs> miserably. I think we made it a day and a half. And there was just no positive re- reward like coming quick enough for them. So... I really needed to set it for that day or maybe even less and maybe that meal time or that five hour window throughout the day that they're home to really like, here, you did it like awesome job. Here's a piece of candy or I really saw that you're working really hard on this and you came and asked for the food. Here's a reward. Like really, especially in the beginning when we're trying to teach a replacement behavior or a new behavior to like really positively reinforce that. Way sooner than mm-hmm. a week. And I know that. And I, <laughs> I know. just want them to be like, make it a week, you know, but that's just not, that's such an unreal expectation. And so going forward, I need to really remind myself that we need to start small and like small, short goals mm-hmm. to get them to that bigger goal, which I know he can do, but I just, I almost, I just set him up for failure, which isn't fair.
0: I, th- I don't know why it is so hard, though. And why is that way that when you go into a client's house, like you don't have the same dynamic with that child, you know, because they're not yours. And so expectations are lower and, you know, there's so many other variables. But then when it's like your your own kid or your own, you know, personal family or friend and you're trying to set up those expectations and even like co-workers and employees sometimes, you know, when you're setting up the expectation, it's... Almost like you do want to jump ahead and you have these fantastic ideas and don't get me wrong, like token boards are great, but when you're starting out something, it's like you sometimes have to start it at a one-to-one ratio. They do it one time, like you said, one day, and then they get one reinforcer and then over time you gradually fade it, but it sounds over the top on paper, but I mean, we know from proof in the pudding it's the only way that it really works and you're gonna be successful because think about your kid and if they have this plan and they have like this reward dangled in front of them but they fail over and over because we you know the realistic expectation isn't there so it's really hard to like do in real life what you do for your job
1: (gasps) i think when we're just tired and we put so much effort out for our work And then we just, you know, we don't have that same energy anymore when we come home. and it really (laughs) needs to be opposite kind of what we talked about. Like, again, our families should come first because then we can focus more on when that's settled. I'm not distracted by that when I'm at work, you know. Uh So it's like, how can we shift our mindsets going forward?
0: And that is one other thing, though, that I had just thought to myself over and over. Like, how thankful I am that I have this experience backing me. Because... Hats off to every single person out there that did not have a behavior analytic background coming into this. I don't know how you did it. Applause. Round of applause. Standing ovation for, like, making it to the other side. Because, yeah, I'm incredibly thankful that I had that because I do feel, like, somewhat sane coming out on the other end.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. All the parents becoming teachers and stay-at-home moms and dads and um just keep going because you're making a difference (laughs) and hopefully you find some positivity in it
0: yeah and try to work in some behavior analysis in there you'll make it even harder (laughs) uh so i think that's a a good welcome back for yes i'm excited to
1: be back it's fun Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we're, like we said, we're excited to be back. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at imperfect behavior and we will be back next week. Have a good one.
0: Bye.